Big Ten media days are here, and the brand-new commissioner of the Big Ten, Tony Petiti, speaks to the masses. I'll tell you what, if I was commissioner, there's a lot of things I would fix to make the Big Ten better. I'm going to tell you what they are. Locked on Big Ten starts now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Shima. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We really, really appreciate it. Never take it for granted at all. And of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, common sense solutions to how to fix some problems with the Big Ten and college football, for that matter, I will have that. Plus, NBC released the rest of its Big Ten primetime schedule. We'll look at that. And, of course, our Big Ten classics in our final segment today. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts, audio or video. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, so... Commissioner Tony Petiti kicking off Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis with the annual State of the Union, State of the Big Ten, whatever you want to call it, spoke to the media today and then took questions from the media. A lot of big, uh, big topics, a lot of uh, hot button issues to talk about as he addressed the media today at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Look, he had eight uh, after his opening speech. He had uh, he took eight questions. Three of them were about hazing at Northwestern, which has been in the news quite a bit. Two of them were about expansion and Southern Cal and UCLA coming into the Big Ten. We'll talk about that just a little bit. Another question about the transfer portal. It's a concern for all of the coaches. Talked about nil. One question. That's name, image, and likeness, of course. And we will discuss that at length here. And, of course, one question about the big, massive $8 billion TV deal that the Big Ten has, although it wasn't really finished when Petiti took over the job 90 days ago. So we'll get to all of that here very shortly, of course. By and large, things are great in the Big Ten. It is a cash cow. Nobody wants to leave. Everybody wants to come in. It is solidly in the field. I would say the Big Ten and the SEC. The other conferences have some question marks. There's no doubt that they do and some struggles, but not the Big Ten. Everything is going swimmingly. But there are some issues to address. First of all, I would get way more aggressive about more expansion. He doesn't seem to want to do that right now. We'll talk about that a little bit. I would go for the jugular and get these dying conferences and get the the teams and the schools that you want and get them in and solidify yourself. I see the Big Ten, more of a 20-team power count. They got 14 teams. They're going to add two more with Southern Cal and UCLA, and I would go for 20, just make it a big, nice round number. Big old super conference that can't be messed with by anybody. I have some fixes for nil, name, image, and likeness, some things that I would do and wouldn't do I will discuss. And, of course, I'll share with you some of the details of this massive TV network deal that, frankly, weren't done. And uh, we'll get into all of that here on Locked On Big Ten. Along the way, if you'd like to comment, hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10 or in the comment section if you're checking us out on YouTube. 
First thing we're going to get into here is expansion. And obviously, USC and UCLA are good to go. They're coming next year in about a year. And Tony Petiti talked about how that really became real for him when they put together this football schedules for 24 and 25 and included, he's looking at all these great matchups with Southern Cal and UCLA against big 10 teams each and every week. He says, that's when it really became real. He said that, that overall with their, their new process was, was, it was a pretty easy process. Actually. He said the bigger challenge is now integrating all the Olympic sports and the non-revenue sports and getting their schedules and their travel plans and all that. That's what he's really working on now. And uh, he also said to the media, says, and, and, and we're good, really not looking to expand more. We got our schedule ready to go for 24 and 25 with the new teams. That's it. We're good. Fine. You know, I know when um, um, in the past comments or questions were asked about expansion, Commissioner Warren said, yeah, we're, we're good. And then boom, overnight, UCLA and USC were coming. So I don't know. I always kind of take that with a grain of salt. I think you need to go big, get the other teams that you want that fit the Big Ten and get them before anybody else does. Because, I, again, I'm of the belief, and we could talk about this for another day, that the ACC and the Pac-12 are in trouble. The Pac-12 is in real trouble, big trouble. And I think the ACC is right there on the verge where a couple of teams might be picked off. Anyway, I would get them before anybody else does. I got a couple of ideas. And I've mentioned this before on Lockdown Big Ten, but you know I think you ought to take a strong look at Washington and Oregon as long as the Pac-12 is on verge of collapse, in my opinion. They don't even have a TV deal yet for the future. I'd go get those schools, and I think they make great travel partners with the two L.A. schools, and they're similar to Big Ten schools in size and academics and athletically as well. And um, as long as you're already taking teams from the West Coast, you might as well take a look at those two. If you want to go in another direction, I'm intrigued by a couple of ACC teams like North Carolina. Can you imagine them basketball season, bringing in the blue blood into some of the schools here in the Big Ten? Uh, also, either Miami and or Florida. I think the Big Ten would be wise to get its uh, footprint in the state of Florida for recruiting. And, of course, Miami. Miami's the bigger market then say Tallahassee. So if you're going to pick between, I would go Miami first, then Florida state, although Florida state interests me more athletically and the matchups from football and basketball. But anyway, I think it's something to consider. And then that wild card that is always out there is Notre Dame. Notre Dame is always out there. And at some point I keep saying this, they got to join a conference. They, they don't because every time we make playoff rules, whether it be for four teams or 12 teams or whatever, there's always like an asterisk rule for Notre Dame and how they can get in. And as long as Notre Dame has a path to get in, they're not changing. They're going to stay independent until we take away any path for them to get in, you know, coming up with a rule that maybe conference champions champions, or maybe uh, ranked teams from power five conferences, or if we're down to power four, who knows what the future holds that will force Notre Dame to make a move until then. I don't know. And I think the big 10 is a good match for Notre Dame someday, someday. Anyway, those are the schools and how I see expansion. I think you should do it. The other thing that got talked about a lot in Indianapolis was nil name, image, and likeness, basically players making money off of their image through marketing deals and commercials and, 
you know, the schools put them out there and make them very visible. And it's worth uh, to the, it's worth it to these companies to go ahead and hire these student athletes as a way for them to make some money way different from the way things have been. But uh, Tony Petiti kept calling it uh, true nil versus what he sees nil becoming, which is more pay for play, which is providing incentives for, players to just leave schools every year and go somewhere else where they can get better deals and marketing deals. And that's happening a lot. And that's a whole nother issue and a whole other problem. Just uh, all these, t- these um, the hundreds, hundreds of kids in the transfer portal each and every year, both coming and going. So um, look, the reason we have this problem where nil has become the wild, wild West out there is due to a lack of leadership from Mark Emmert, the, Longtime president of the NCAA did nothing. He sat on his hands. He says, ah, well, we'll, we'll deal with it, or we won't deal with it, or maybe, maybe Congress will swoop in. By the way, that's the last thing you want, but that's actually what's happening. So, um, you know, look, different states have tried to pass certain rules, like California wanted to uh, has is trying to pass some laws in their state about student athletes being paid. Some of those don't jive with NCAA rules be illegal in some states and, and legal in others. It's, it's absolutely crazy. There's no consistency across the board. And again, just raising your hand, hoping Congress fixes the problem is not what you want to do, but that's exactly what is happening right now. In fact, this week, uh, the Senate is proposing a bill is bipartisan too. It's uh, sponsored by Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. Used to be a head football coach at Auburn. And of course, uh, he's a Republican and Democrat Joe Manchin from West Virginia, who used to play football at West Virginia. They put together this big old law they're trying to get passed. And it does a lot of things like making sure kids' medical expenses are paid beyond their uh, athletic careers at college and whatnot. But um, anyway, you got to be careful because Congress could put together laws that can hamstring you, tie your hands, and do too many things. A lot of times, when government gets involved, things get complicated and messed up, right? We're trying to simplify things. And you got to be careful what you wish for here if you want in Congress to get involved with all this. So I, I just I think that the commissioners of the Power Five leagues need to get together and start ironing some stuff out amongst themselves before Congress starts making federal law that you know lessens your flexibility as a conference. So or as a university for that matter. So anyway, that, those are some of the things that were discussed today. Those are my opinions on those things that were discussed. The other big topic today, if you will, uh, was the TV contract. And we will get to all of that. I'm going to iron that out because there's a lot of problems with the TV contract because they didn't dot the I's and cross, uh, cross the T's on a lot of this stuff. And take a look at it. And following that, we will help you. Uh, we'll unveil the NBC primetime schedule that uh, was released. We knew some of the games the first three or four weeks of the season. Now the rest of the schedule is out. We'll tell you who's what, where, and who's not in it and all that stuff. But it's a flexible schedule. So we'll iron all that out as we continue right here on Locked On Big Ten. These days... Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
if you're like me, you've been in a position where you've had to hire people before and it's scary. You don't want to hire the wrong person. You want to make sure, and you, and you know what else is bad when you put out a, a, a job opening and nobody answers it. Well, that's where you go to LinkedIn jobs. They can help you out here and it's easy to post a job. Uh, once you do, you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. The word will get out. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. You want to get that right team member in there, just like these coaches do with their rosters, no doubt. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right. We're talking about the big 10 media days here on lockdown, big 10 and the one thing that we still left on the table was discussions of the big TV contract. Of course, the Big Ten made huge news with its seven-year deal, multiple networks, and almost $8 billion in revenue that they're expecting. And just by comparison, I mean, the league is a cash cow because of its media deals. Last year, the Big Ten stroked a check to all of its members for $59 million, 59 million by comparison, the ACC and the PAC 12, which I made the case just a moment ago that they're weak and unraveling. They only paid out $37 million and they're about to lose the LA market. That's why they can't get a new TV deal. I mean, these schools are getting ready to take about another $13 million loss. Each school that's not happening in the big 10. Everything's good in the big 10. You got the big 10, you got the new NBC deal. You got CBS, you got Fox and FSR, the big 10 network carrying games. It's all over the place. The league is going to get the great exposure that it's always wanted. But Kevin Warren didn't exactly finish the deal before he left to go take that job as executive with the Chicago Bears. So according to a report, he apparently left $70 million in unfinished business if you read in between the lines on that contract. And it comes to about $5 million of school with some of these deals. So Tony Petiti talked during the media days about how his first 90 days, he's had to spend a lot of time ironing out the details of this contract. One of the issues is the availability of schools to play in primetime in November on NBC. Apparently that was an issue. Historically, the Big Ten does not play night games in November because it's wintertime up there. And they don't want people driving on icy roads, uh, getting back from games at midnight. So they like their games in the daytime in November. And you know, Michigan and Ohio State has always been at noon. And, you know, stuff like that you have to consider. And this is a problem for some schools. It's a problem for the league because it, it wasn't ironed out all the way in, in the contract here. Plus, Fox may be owed $40 million because Warren allegedly promised the 2026 Big Ten championship game to NBC. Apparently, he didn't have the full authority to do so. That's a problem. Also, the Big Ten must reportedly repay Fox about $25 million for lost inventory in 2020. That, of course, was COVID. A lot of games were canceled. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State, they didn't even play. So 
you know, they want some money back. Plus, there's some basketball issues with the contract. Michigan State basketball coach Tom Izzell is upset at how many games are going to be offered as streaming-only options. The only way you're going to be able to get them is stream. So, you know, that's he says that's a problem. He says coaches were not consulted on this, and he's not happy about it. So those are the kind of things that Tony Petiti's got to iron out and try and make everybody happy um, as soon as possible. Now, what we do know regarding the NBC TV deal, parts of it were already released a little while back. We already know that on September 2nd, opening day on Saturday, they're going to be opening with West Virginia at Penn State at 730. That's pretty cool. NBC, welcome to the Big Ten. Let's do a night game at Penn State. No problems there. That'll be cool. Second week is uh, September 9th, Charlotte at Maryland. So Talia Tungavola will get a primetime game at 7.30. And then on Saturday, the 16th, Syracuse is at Purdue for a 7.30 game. And Saturday, September 23rd, Maryland is at Michigan State at 3.30. So let's put this up uh, on if you are watching on a video on YouTube. If you're listening on just an audio podcast, I'll explain it in detail. So September 23rd, Maryland at Michigan State at 3.30. Here's how the rest of it. These are all new. September 30th, it's Illinois at Purdue, 7.30. Then October 7th, Purdue at Iowa, 7.30. That's great. A great. A night game at Kinnick Stadium. Always awesome. Always a lot of fun. By the way, I'm noticing Purdue getting a lot of airtime here. Uh, also, October 14th, Iowa again. They're getting some airtime. At Wisconsin for a 3.30 game. And then on the 21st of October, it's a doubleheader. Minnesota rowing the boat into Iowa, Kinnick Stadium, 3.30. And then the night game, Michigan at Michigan State, 7.30. Remember, last year, that game, some bad blood, right? I mean, it's a pretty good rivalry anyway, but there were a lot of, there were some punches thrown, some, I think there were some charges filed. Players fighting in the tunnel afterward. Remember that one? So they play again. That's going to be on NBC on the 21st we go to the 28th and ohio state is at wisconsin for a 7:30 game then we get into november and purdue is at michigan november 4th at 7:30, and the big house under the lights a doubleheader on november 11th maryland at nebraska at 3 30 followed by michigan state at ohio state in the horseshoe at 7 30 november 18th nebraska is at wisconsin 7 30 wisconsin 7 30 November 18th, going to be cold. Those fans are going to be lit. Camp Randall is going to be rocking that night. And then the schedule closes out on November 24th. This is the Friday after Thanksgiving, Penn State at Michigan State. That will be at Ford Field, home of the Detroit Lions, 7.30 game. And by the way, Michigan State's had a little bit of success against Penn State. So that's going to be an important game at the end of the season. So that's how the NBC schedule Finishes out, and in case you're wondering, Northwestern, Rutgers, and Indiana, not on the schedule, but it's a flex schedule, so those teams can earn their way in by winning a lot of games, and then the networks will start being interested in them and maybe give them a game or two, and um, we'll see how that pans out. This is the NBC schedule in addition to the Big Ten Network, Fox, FS1, and CBS. All right, so that's pretty exciting. It's right around the corner. And uh, like your thoughts on that, too. Hit me up at Twitter at TalkBig10 and also comments on YouTube. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. You everydayers, our next show 
is going to take a further look at the Big Ten Media Days. We spent some time talking about the commissioner and Tony Petiti, but all the coaches are speaking. So we'll, I'll have some thoughts on what they say. And uh, frankly, they give us some good ideas of things to feature and focus on with uh, future podcasts here on Lockdown Big Ten. So um, we'll talk about that coming up tomorrow at the very least. Plus, coming up next, our Thursday benchmark feature, our Big Ten Classics from the Big Ten Network coming up this weekend. All that coming up next right here on Locked On Big Ten. All right, on Locked On Big Ten, uh, every day we have a a feature at the end of the show that uh, we keep consistent depending on the day of the week. Thursdays is Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics. And uh, let's put these again on the board. If you're listening on audio, I'll describe them to you. So, and again, it's a hundred degrees out everywhere across the country. Just sit in the AC and watch these old games and relive the memories. We'll pick it up at Friday. These are Eastern times, Friday, July 28th, 4 PM. The Michigan football classic from 2022. It's against Ohio state, JJ McCarthy, two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown and uh, beating the Buckeyes in that game. If you're a Buckeye fan, maybe you sit that one out. We'll have some more Buckeye stuff for you there. Don't worry about it. We're, we spread it out equally around here. On Saturday, the 29th at uh, 4.30, an Indiana basketball classic from 2011. It's Kentucky versus Indiana. That was a sold-out game, national TV. You remember it, Hoosier fans, Christian Watford hitting the buzzer beater, knock it off, number one Kentucky. It's one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. 6 p.m., a Michigan football classic from 1991. It is Ohio State versus Michigan, and that is the game where Desmond Howard did his little famous, his Heisman pose. Some people say that slinched, uh, that, that uh, cinched the deal for him on getting the Heisman. Uh, it, was a, it was a big Heisman moment, as they like to say, on TV as the fourth-ranked Wolverines uh, won that game. And then at 7.30, an Ohio State football classic. I told you we balance out here. Ohio State versus uh, Purdue. And um, that, uh, that is at 7.30. That, by the way... It's from 2002. That is the Craig Krenzel game. The 37-yard touchdown pass with under two minutes to go. The uh, the Holy Buckeye. Said a holy cow. It's a holy Buckeye. That one you don't want to miss. And then the uh, Michigan State football classic. That's the one where they beat Michigan with the muffed pump, punt at the end of the game. And Jalen Watts Jackson scooped up the, the bad snap and scores a touchdown when the game's over. That was Jim Harbaugh's first game, uh, first time playing Michigan State as a head coach. Of the Wolverines. We move on to Sunday, July 30th. Started off early in the day, 11 a.m. Big Ten Elite. It features the 2000 Purdue football team. That is the Drew Brees football team that got to the Rose Bowl. Uh, follow that at four o'clock, Wisconsin football classic from 1994. That's their Rose Bowl where they take on UCLA. So uh, you got that on Sunday at 6 p.m. Michigan State Basketball Classic. You know where I'm going there. 1979, the National Championship, Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird. And then at 8 p.m., a Michigan Football Classic from 1997 against Notre Dame. Michigan down at the half at that game, scoring two touchdowns in the third quarter on their way to a 12-0 season and a national championship. That's the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics heading into this weekend. So I hope you have time to enjoy some of those and uh, and check out all the memories because those are always fun to do. 
Speaking of fun, this is fun. I can't believe our time is up, but I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. You Every day is our next show. We'll take a look at the rest of the Big Ten Media Days. We'll focus more on the coaches and what they say about their upcoming season. Today we focus on Commissioner Tony Petiti and some of the bigger bigger issues to look at, but we'll take a, a closer look at the teams and the coaches with our next podcast. And uh, I got some questions. Maybe you do too. Maybe we'll get them answered. Many ways for you to interact with me. Hit me up on Twitter at Talk Big Ten and also comments on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, whether it's audio or video. There are ways to subscribe and get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it is available each and every day. Now I invite you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Have yourself a great day. See you next time. Thank you so much. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.